Deborah Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Thank you, Kat, for being early. I appreciate that, uh, despite our technical difficulties. And uh, we're actually getting started here on, uh, on the live channels. And so you you were telling me about you kind of like certain features of Restream and you use StreamYard. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I use StreamYard only because I got it uh, onboarded with them when they were a startup, when they started first launched. Oh. And uh, so I was able to get like their entry level plan, right? Their, their entry. Um, but now, you know, I think my payment has probably caught up to what everybody else is. Now they're big guys. Right. Oh, yeah, they're huge. <laughs> they're, the, they're the ones to beat because they had the more complicated uh, manual systems prior. And yeah. um, and then they ended up um, uh, and going uh, have ended up creating creating a reach, not restream stream yard. And yep. then restream came around the corner as well. And so that was uh, super interesting because one of the things that restream did is they did everything that StreamYard did and added some more features and stuff. Gotcha. Well, I'm, and I'm not a super expert on, on those things, but uh, um, that's what I found. And so I like Restream quite a bit, but yep. there's a couple of things that I don't like because not everyone can use it. Yeah. Um, you have uh, some bandwidth issues for some people, um, some security issues for others and things like that. Anyway, thank you for the banter. And uh, what, what I'm really excited is about to know more about you. So we had maybe uh, a few emails go. We had one meeting to sit down and for a chat. And I was so impressed. Right. And I, I'm hard to impress. I'm like, a stinker, you know, <laughs> I'm like, she's bringing it in. Right. And I said, I, I want to know because I am very smart, but yep. I don't know everything. And so okay. I'm smart enough to understand that I don't know everything. Right. And so uh, so the purpose for bringing you on, as there's multiple purposes, is to kind of um, have your light shine on everyone else, you know, and yeah. uh, be honest, have you help me as well, you know, uh, just through association. And so yeah. on this screen, I have a little bit about you, but tell me about um, what makes Cat Cat. Yeah. Yeah. And first off, I, I have to say thank you for uh, letting me, allowing me to be on your show, Troy, because uh, again, we met by the wonderful LinkedIn, right? We love wonderful LinkedIn. And so we got connected there and we got to meet. And then I think probably we were both impressed that we didn't shove our products down each other's throat in our first meetings. You know, we just got to know each other. Um, but my background um, is pretty much marketing. So uh, I am a veteran. So right out of uh, getting out of, you know, serving in the Air Force, I finished my education, uh, got into you media. You have an Air Force vibe. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in the army. I don't know if I have an army. Oh, good. See, we have more in common that we didn't know from before. That's awesome. It's true. true. Yeah. Um, so right out of college, got into marketing, worked for a boutique agency, did that for about five years for that was the big dealer groups, you know, and uh, with automotive and then got into TV just haphazardly. They hired me. I had no experience. I loved it. It was great. So I've, I've worked for ABC, NBC, CBS, Telemundo, and what have you, um, over five different markets. And then basically hit the glass ceiling. So got forced out, or not forced out, but I pushed myself out because I didn't want to be the same role for the rest of my life. So started. Yeah, that's a, that's a, the blessing and the curse of being a solopreneur, entrepreneur. You want to, you want to, thrive to actually make a difference yeah and we talk about that glass ceiling is that you see the point of having a glass ceiling is you hit it yep. you see what's beyond it and what you can do beyond that and a lot of time is not about money although i think you make a lot of money that's just my guess <laughs> but, <laughs> this is my like feeling you know yeah well but uh you know um, i could be wrong yeah. So uh, everyone looks at me like, oh, yeah, he makes a lot of money. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I don't. You know, I don't <laughs> talking about. You right. Know? Yeah. I, I can tell. I'm like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Troy. I love yeah. it. Um, yes. but, but yeah, it's not about the money. It's more about, you know, fulfilling your your needs and your desire. Right. To mm-hmm. continue to challenge yourself. And if you stayed at the same job the same role for let's say that you know at that role that i was in which was nine years ago can you believe that nine years ago if i had stayed at that role for let's say another 30 years 20, i would be bored yeah i, mean, I think why would they want that why would they i don't want- i don't think it's been everyone but i think over the last several years this has been an awakening yeah where there's a lot of more people that i want there's more to life than being this drone you know yeah and yeah. there's nothing wrong i'm telling you there's nothing wrong having a job it's easier yep you know, i got friends that are sales guys and they're they're pulling in like quarter of a million a year yep. and their wife is pulling in whatever it is 150 whatever yep. it is they're doing really well right. so just yeah. a word, word of warning um if you want to be an entrepreneur or solopreneur uh don't do it for the money no. <laughs> no, no, because because there were times when I had an IT company before, yeah. and you know we're both LinkedIn marketing type of individuals, and we kind of overlap in certain areas. Um, but my LinkedIn journey is you know maybe five five years, and I did it out of a necessity. Um, yeah. But during my IT times, um, I had some months where I was making eighty or hundred thousand dollars a month, and there was times when you're running negative. Yep. So you could be bust broke yeah. um, um, and uh, living in a shelter, you know, yeah. um, and people won't. And then next year you have the ability to bring it back up yeah, because you have uh, economy issues coming up. And then whenever issues come up, there are actually um, opportunities. So every bad thing that happens, there's an opportunity for growth or or to find um, to tighten up your niche and, and make that happen. Anyway. Absolutely. I agree. Totally. There, um, what is it? Opportunities come from adversity. So anytime there's some adversity, there is an opportunity there somewhere. You just have to smell it out. You have to see it. You have to be very open to it. Uh, and that's exactly right. 
Yeah, they say what doesn't kill you make you stronger. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully this stuff doesn't kill me, you know? Yeah. And if you are kind of a, if you are a high performer, even if you get knocked down, you get your teeth knocked out, you know, so to speak, or fall off the horse. Yeah. Um, I had to realize, I had to start over a few times in my life. Um, and I said, you know, me at 40% capacity is three times as much as this other guy. So yeah. I didn't really feel as bad. And like, I'm not running at 100% capacity, but I'm making these little incremental changes to increase that performance. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that. They just, they're thinking about the money and, and right now in their survival mode, you know? Exactly. And so, and so in sales, I'm sure you, you have a, a bunch of different strategies um, that kind of go along those lines that really allowed you to kind of be successful. So the three areas that I would like to touch on, and we can go in any direction, is, yep. you know, um, uh, important sales processes and cycles. Um, this is more foundational stuff. Uh, lead generation training, um, utilizing LinkedIn as a networking tool. And uh, I would probably add to that conversation and yep. the role marketing plays in business development. Market is a huge word. So yep. what I'll do is I'll, I'll definitely just allow you to kind of take it away yep. um, on uh, talking about um, sales processes. And by the way, this information, I believe, is something we made up because you're so hard to get a hold of. <laughs> so I, said, I said, yeah, put that out on there. Yeah, like that works. After I said, Lisa's my assistant. I said, Lisa, afterwards, she'll she'll correct it. And then we'll just put the right one out tomorrow. Because what are you going to do? You know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, Troy, everything that you hit on is stuff that I coach and train on. Anyways, it's it, everything is natural to me. So uh, I like that you you just took it, took the ball and ran with it. Yeah, you, you have to. You yeah. you do it or you don't do it. You know, it's almost yep. just that. Uh, I don't feel like, you know, feel like doing stuff. I, I feel like um, I don't care how I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just um, have to get it done. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's address the first bullet point because that's a great bullet point. And it's talking about what is the sales process? What is your sales strategy? You know, basically, what is the ultimate goal of what you're trying to achieve? Because before you do any type of sales, whether if you're an entrepreneur, you're a salesperson, whatever, there should be some goals in place, right? There should be some very solid and specific goals. And what does that mean for a person who's trying to create this strategy and trying to plan? Well, first and foremost, you need to know who your target is. And too many times, and I'm sure you've seen this too, Troy, Mm -hmm. Too many times when we bring on a client and we ask, who is your target audience? Who are you trying to? Oh, yeah. I, I know what you just said. They say everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They like, say why everyone. want to buy this stuff? Yeah. Think about it. Yes. And it's never everybody. And I always take people through an exercise and say, no, who feeds you? Who's your bread and butter now? Like who's, who is the bulk of your clients right now? And let's dissect them and let's, let's kind of create an avatar. Let's create a persona right for them. You know, my, uh, my par partner is also named Catherine. Okay. She has a Y in it and um, her, her last name is Nunez, right? Yep. And so she does the same thing we do. And I partner with her because I, I, I'm terrible at the sales part. Yeah. Like I just don't like sales. This ask. So I have these meet and greets. And um, my only point for these meet and greets is to see 
if there's a connection, if there's something I can assist on. Yep. And they ask me, I don't ever sell. And I said, oh, well, that's a sales conversation. That's a business conversation. And then that's qualified to to move to to uh, my Catherine. Yes. <laughs> and, and she she closes the deals pretty easy because she's very uh, uh, concise. But yep. one of the processes that you just mentioned um, was talking about understanding um, you're doing an audit almost. Yes. And so we suggest that before doing any systems. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, and she calls it a brand audit, but it's not so much of a brand audit. It's more of a, a, a business audit within the scope of of the the the, the media legs that we have. You know? Yep, yep, yep. And yep. so uh, they need to understand um, not the fact that who are they only serving, but who do they want to serve? Well, because- and that would be a second. That would be a second audience or a second avatar for sure. Cause everybody in what I found is there, everybody has an ideal client. Everybody has one, you know, <laughs> nobody knows who's their bread and butter, who's their target audience, right? The person that's going to feed them, the person that's already buying, like people don't analyze that and they should be analyzing that. Like who mm-hmm. currently is coming to you because you can't abandon that audience. And mm-hmm. if I, when I talk to people and I coach them, I'm like, you could have two or three different audiences, so you just need to know who they are so that you understand how to relate to them and talk to them because you can't bundle all of them together. That would be crazy. You don't right. talk to you don't talk to like a woman owned business here mm-hmm. the same way you would talk to like a veteran owned business. OK, right. so a veteran owned business, I can use different dialogue, different tone different graphics with a woman owned business again, because women are touchy feely. Everything's fe- I love this. I'm so glad I didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> they are. They are touchy feely. Everything's I love this. That's so cute. You know, so women are very emotional in decisions. Whereas, you know, let's say um, yeah, men are a little more analytical. Yes. Men, men are yeah. more of, I'm just going to make a decision and that's it. You know, so there's so many variations in, uh, in your audience and it's good to, again, dissect them and put them into their own personas, right? Yeah. Personas are these buckets uh, uh, that you're talking about. Um, yeah. I want to challenge you a little bit um, because people may think that, Oh, well, I'll have all these different services to serve all these audiences and Mm -hmm. it becomes too much. Uh, So that's what I call the flea market method. And I tend to stay away from the (laughs) flea market because before I was a developer, I was a uh, a designer. Um, I did Coca-Cola, the uh, enterprises before they did merger, Um, Harry Potter. We did Xbox mobile apps and, and I, I was very good, you know, at, at the time, you know, um, this is quite a number of years ago. I was a, uh, a, um, a manager, software architect, you okay. know, you name it. And I did all of them. Very, and then it's, But on my resume, like when I was trying to get a job, I looked like a clown because most people that are programmers are programmers. Most yep. people that are UI UX people are the, the, on the designer side. And they don't really mix in like that. And so people would not believe. And I look like a flea market regardless. So the truth is not so important. Well, the truth is important, but simplifying the truth. So you don't have, you're not serving all those markets. What is the balance? Because you're saying, you're saying be flexible. 
you're saying have these other audiences and, and understand who are the different audiences, different personas for the different services or how you can contribute value to them. Yep. And I'm saying don't be a flea market. Yep. Yep. So when you become very specific, you're not being a flea market. If you just say my audience is small business owners, that's a flea market. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the other thing, too, and to address what you're saying, Troy, is veterans do this really, really well because veterans have a background that has no relationship to business. Mm -hmm. So it's translation. Mm -hmm. What does leadership mean to a business world? Type that out. And that's what you that's your skill set. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like like you said, verbatim and you're not lying. You're transferring what your skill set is into how it identifies with what your current role is. Oh, That's great, all great. you're doing. Right. That's all you're doing. And so it's just a translation. And how and are you translating it correctly so mm -hmm. that it aligns with what you're doing to build your credibility? So you have a say, for example, you have a clear LinkedIn profile that says, I service audience in these three buckets. And um, although these are the three buckets, you get ancillary business, but you don't want to advertise everything. You no. want to advertise, you want to market clearly on the major parts. But say, for example, someone comes to me and say, Troy, I need your help with uh, LinkedIn conversions for, for bookings and stuff. Yep. And I'm, I'm in and say, I'm helping that individual and we create an awesome system and yada, yada. And we say, you know what? Your website sucks. Yep. And they say, yeah, can you do that too? That is maybe an extra service that you can bring in that you can handle well but that may not be in the surface of those first three buckets, perhaps. Well, and here's my theory on that because I'm going to bring it back around for you because mm -hmm. I totally get what you're talking about. When you're using a profile and if you're using it or whatever, your system, your process, whatever, again, you don't want to have a website that has all this crap on it. Like you're saying, Troy, you know, mm -hmm. like I do all of this. You will lose people's attention. I'm a big proponent. Oh, yeah, they get, they get paralysis. Yes. Decision paralysis, right? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of landing pages. Like if you have a specific program, and you want to make sure that you're pushing that, let's say for the next quarter, that's your program. That's what you're pushing. And let's say that your program is cybersecurity. Okay. Let's say that you're an IT company, you do lots of things. Cybersecurity is your focus. Then your dialogue and your content and everything, landing page, everything God, has to be cybersecurity because what you don't want is if you're trying to sell, whether you're cold calling, messaging, However, you're trying to sell, if you're driving someone into the landing page, your website, whatever, if it doesn't have everything that you're saying regurgitating to them, then you've lost them because they're going to be like, I see, I see knitting on your site. What do you mean you do cybersecurity? You know, <laughs> I see sailing. Where, where is the cybersecurity? They won't even say that. They won't come back. Oh, they won't you, say lost that. <laughs> you lost them. You lost them. He likes kittens. What? Right. Save the knitting and what's, the. What's the, the cat going to do with cybersecurity? They're <laughs> like, yeah. save that for your uh, Facebook page or your bio page. You know. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that's that's a good point. So uh, speaking on that, that's the same method uh, I use. Say, for example, on my LinkedIn profile. So mm -hmm. we use the banner to tell yep. them. Yep. Uh, we use the video portion to tell them again. Yep. We use the sound bite to possibly tell them. I yep. use a sound bite as what I call an Easter egg. 
Nice. So it's really gimmicky, and I do it on purpose. Yeah. It's a, my uh, sound bite says, "Oh, you're the fifth person that saw this profile today. You win a free, um, a free profile <laughs> audit." <laughs> and I they love book it. a time, you know. Oh. And I'll do the audit. I'll do yeah. the audit. You know, it's not like I'm. If they call it. you out on it, yeah, good. Awesome. Well, one thing out of one out of every twenty people see the little Easter egg I put in. Remember the the what is it called the um. Uh, the pronouns? Yeah, the pronouns. Pronouns. Yeah. The pronouns. You know what my pronoun is? Right. It's five foot six, identify as six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put I'm, that? I'm in really here? five seven and a half, okay. but it wouldn't it wouldn't roll, it wouldn't have rolled together. So so, so identify as a very big person in the yeah. LinkedIn market. That's that's, that's funny. So, so women see that and then they're reading it. What is that? And then they start laughing, you know, no, so I always think that you want to throw a little humor into it. So they know that you're human, but, but to your point, we tell them, tell them again, tell them again, tell them again, and then have that path. And so that concept of reinforcing um, the information, the content is really important on your uh, endeavors. So let me ask you this, since you're bringing that up, yep. what happens if you have uh four, three, four, five endeavors at the same time. You have to carefully segment them, I imagine. I mean, I, here's the thing. I wouldn't take on uh, a client that has like that many, like you, everybody has priorities, right? You put your mm -hmm. priorities in place. I always say, use your, use your one product that will bring people in, right? One mm -hmm. product. It's up to your team and it's up to the salespeople to upgrade, downgrade, whatever it is that they're going to do, right? In the discovery mm -hmm. call. You can't, I mean, so let's use another great example. Another great example is, let's say that you have a business coach and the business coach is an author and he's a speaker and then he does one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's three things, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three things. It's busy work. Mm -hmm. So again, the coach has to figure out what are my priorities? Why well, I need coaching. Yeah, where, where does the money come in? Where does the money come in? What makes me happy? Um, yep. What are the stuff I eventually don't want to do? Right. What they all That's say, I, I want to yeah. stop the one-on-one -on -one at some point. But yes. that's her bread and butter, usually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I talk to my clients because I'm like, you still have to pay the bills. What pays the bills? Right. That's your priority, right? That's your priority. And then the second one will be the one that is their passion, right? That's that they want to grow and do moving forward. And let's say it's speaking, then that's the second tier. So we'll focus on those two things. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you still have to, you still have to earn money. You still have to feed well, yourself. Well, there are larger opportunities. Uh, for example, um, I have I have a pretty robust LinkedIn system where it, it's partially human. It makes sure it sends native videos. It has a day to day process for them to do. Um, but that's and it's really great. But mm -hmm. that's one thing. It only brings in so much money. Right. Because not, right. All all, not all customers are qualified. You know why? Right. Because most people want to sell their SHIT. They want to sell their stuff <laughs> and they don't want to really help people. Right. No, you're right. So I, had to, I had to fire like six clients at once when I was tired from them not making the meetings. Yeah. And I was tired of them not having. I'm trying to contribute and help. How? By selling your stuff, that's not what that means. No, like and I whole disconnect there. I'm so and, glad you're saying that. So yeah, so how do I how do I help other people? You know, and, and yeah. how do I or not even help? 
How do I genuinely provide value to other people? And part of that is partnerships, right? Yep. Because if they have an issue with something else that I know about, but it may not be my main thing, I may say, you know what? This is what's happening probably. Yep. Um, if you do this, it may help. But if you really want to fix it, talk talk to talk to my partner here. You know, my yeah. strategy partner here that does this and this and that. So I surround myself with ancillary uh, businesses. Yep. You know, and some of them are LinkedIn people too. Like yeah. they may have a program I don't have. I said, oh, well, you want to build it? Yeah, okay. You want to just learn and learn, and you want a one on one coaching? Yeah. There's a five thousand dollar program that does that. I don't do that. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want it done, I'm a done for you. All right. I will right. do it for you and work with you. So, but that one thing may not make a lot of money yeah. because it's finite. It's a lot yeah. of work. It's like that one-on-one coaching. It's yeah. a lot of freaking work, a lot of setup and stuff. And so I'm always out for the opportunities for larger things. So we build software and now we're tying in that possibly software to these other programs that have, all the whole audience. So, exactly. so you're saying bread and butter, mm-hmm. key, but keep open for those What's other larger opportunities where you can actually make money. Absolutely. And I would imagine that solution is continuing providing, continue providing value, um, communicating well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what else? Uh, and then you're working, if you're working together with partner, you got to make sure those relationships are great, right? Mm-hmm. Because those are the ones that are helping you and supporting you in those systems. You know, um, I think the big thing for businesses when they have a sales process or a program in place is understand your sales cycle too. Because like you said, Troy, you hand off to someone else and then it goes on to someone else, right? There's a process in place. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to know that process because here's another failed thing for. So I think that's what we're talking about right here. Um, lead generation training and just utilizing LinkedIn as a network tool. So you're talking about process and that involves a lot of training. So um, you're talking about training your teams, though, right? And Not just the team, you're training also the client that you're mm-hmm. representing, right? Because like you said, a lot of times clients don't understand how LinkedIn works, that you really have to um, really be gracious with the platform. You can't abuse it. You got to mm-hmm. treat it as a partner. You got to mm-hmm. treat it as a partner. And the big thing I always talk mm-hmm. about with LinkedIn is it's a huge networking event. So there's... Mm-hmm millions of people in there that you can talk to ultimately. But if Mm -hmm. you start uh, spamming people, you know, that whole sales and spamming, then Mm -hmm. you're going to disrupt any of your algorithms. You're going to disrupt any uh, credibility that you have because Mm -hmm. people are going to get a sense of that. You're just in there to sell. And that's not the purpose of the LinkedIn program. The LinkedIn program is to identify those targets that are going to be good, you know, either uh, partners or clients or whatever it is that you're targeting, right? You're going to target those. And then you're, it's like going to a networking event. When yeah, you it's, to, it's, a, net- it's a true networking platform. Yeah. Not, a, sa- not a sales platform, a no. networking platform. Yeah. When you go to a networking mm-hmm. event, are you walking up to people and saying, hey, buy this, buy this. No. Yeah. And doing and a little should. dance for them too. And I mean, that should. only happens after you get drunk, right? And you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah that's you shouldn't do it on LinkedIn drink. either. 
<laughs> you break out the robot skills. <laughs> I, I can do a mean robot. Oh my god! The right arm's a little rusty though. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, so the whole point of it is to learn how to be gracious, right? Yeah. And to learn how to network, because if you've never networked, and that's the other thing, I meet people who have never networked, okay? So they become an entrepreneur since yeah, COVID. Yeah, they're, they're, they're more inclusive. So they're, yes. they're, what happens in their mind yes. is it happens very quickly, yeah. and they may be very good at it, but that communication kind of stops them in their, in, in their tracks yeah. because they're not used to interacting or, or, or yeah, with other, other people because it's a different it's a different process, Peace. different method, different amount of energy, different type of energy, you know, and different yeah. type of effort as well. Yeah. I, I had an old sales trainer tell me a long time ago, don't prescribe before you diagnose because mm. you'll kill someone. Mm -hmm. Right. If a mm -hmm. doctor prescribed to us, you know, if we called them, hey, I'm bleeding out of my ears and eyes. And they said, oh, I'm going to prescribe you this, you know, let's say on, on like five Band-Aids. Well, no, I was thinking of a very lethal drug. Well, I <laughs> you bleed out to death. <laughs> like That like didn't work. Like Oxycon. <laughs> Let me just give you a prescription of that and then take yeah. a bunch and go to bed and then you're dead. No, yeah. they wouldn't do that. They would say, let me diagnose you first. Go to yeah. the ER. Go to the ER, right? Same thing yeah, with the yeah. you Get someone else to check it out. I mean, it's kind of like an emergency. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's the same reason I, I turn off my phone after eight because I don't want to emergency two, three o'clock <laughs> calls and stuff. You know, I just have clients when I have that. I don't have that happen now, but yeah. when I had the IT company, the gamification. Oh, yeah. Company, I had like guys call me at two o'clock in the morning, two, three in the morning, cussing me out. And I just realized I just had a bad day. I don't know. Wife yeah. left him. I don't know what's going on. But what I do. <laughs> you needed to I, talk to someone at two in the morning. Oh, yeah. I put the phone. I used to because I, I'm, I'm over 50 now. So I'm like, I don't have much tolerance. But before I'd be like, yeah, let me get it done. You know, I was like, get it done, you know. And it, but you know what? I charged him for the call though. Like, yeah. like, oh, he's getting charged an hour for this 10 minute yeah. call. I don't care. I'm gonna put on the sheet. He's gonna charge that 250 to whatever I was charging at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, Yeah, this is what's happening on the project. A, B, C, D. And I went down the list. He goes, uh, he goes, um, yeah, so is, is that why he called me? He's yelling at me, you should have called me. I said, Yeah, you're right. All right, okay, thanks. And, and then I hung up. Oh he could have been God. like in the middle of getting drunk. He's mad and he, got, you know, accidentally yeah. dialed me and he's, you know, and he's about to get fired, you know. Oh my I, God. Like, so I just, you know, I'm, I mean, he, but make sure they pay for it. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> They're calling you. Charge what you're worth. Oh, yeah. That's the time. whole point, right? <laughs> oh, big time. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you talk about training, um, there's training your teams. Yep. When there's training your client. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. And then how much training can a client take? Like well, when, you do a, when you do a done for yeah. you service, yep. you got to keep it like third grade level. What can they do in a half hour per day? Well, you know, like, like you have to minimize, you can, they can't do too much. No. And the, and so depend, everybody has a different program and everybody does different things. That's Here's the, the big part of training. The big part of training is managing expectations. If we're not managing expectations, right. Mm -hmm. The person that hires you. So ideally the person watching right now is going to have an expectation probably up here. 
And if you don't coach and train and have that conversation of what to expect and what you need to do as part of this role, right, Mm -hmm. then their expectation will stay here and they'll be disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. So we have learned as a company that um, not only are we training our uh, employees ongoing, but they're also managing and coaching their clients you manage up, right? Got to manage up. And then we are coaching and managing our clients so that the expectation is realistic. It is totally realistic. Yeah. So um, what is, uh, let me see here. Um, Yeah. I think for my clients, communication is really key because a lot of say coaches, for example, they're, uh, they're super high level. Yep. They're not technical at all. Nope. So if you yeah. give them, uh, and this is not the case for everyone, but a lot of them, and it's nothing bad about that because they're they're hyper focused on what they're doing, right? Yeah. And so they're not going to be good at those other areas. Um, um. So I find that if you tell them more than like three things, they get totally flustered with you. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, like with us, with our clients, we meet with them weekly, so that there there's over communication. We get to the point where they say, well, we don't need to meet weekly. Just send me an update, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. But in the beginning, we do meet with clients weekly just so that they understand. And we're ho- we're basically holding their hand. Right. You're just. So, so what what's what is what client um, type of client do you meet weekly? Every single client or are there buckets of the value if the, the client is paying over a thousand dollars a month? That is a weekly meeting or over two thousand or are there things that. Yeah. What are the tolerances that you doing? Yep. I know it's a very technical question. Sorry. Oh, no, it's OK. If we're expected to deliver some type of result, so mm-hmm. actionable result, right? Mm-hmm. Engagement, um, inbox messages, anything like that. If we're if we are our expectation or their expectation is that we're delivering some kind of result, then we're meeting weekly because mm-hmm. we're making sure that we're all on the same page mm-hmm. and either they saw the results or we're going over the results and talking about it for strategy, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, the big question I have and, and is like, um, I have a pretty healthy network, mm-hmm. but yours is like bananas. It's like a, a like 130,000 followers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, could you give me some of those followers? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but, but, but how did you amass those fairly quickly? Yeah. Or, okay. So, so tell me if there is, if, I asked everyone and they gave me some just general answer because they don't want to tell me. Why? So, I don't know what it is. Like, oh yeah, I had this one post that went viral. It's like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I mean, I think like I've always been a fan of LinkedIn. I've been mm-hmm. on LinkedIn since mm-hmm. you know I've, I've I don't know forever, and when I used it for work, I really just used it to connect to the people that I did business with. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. And as an entrepreneur, when I started my entrepreneurial role in 2014. I connected to do business with. I connected yeah. to people that I wanted to be in my circles, right? In my networking circles. Mm-hmm. So and you then, actually networked prior and you had a professional environment yeah. with the people that have some kind of status or um, um, business association. Yep. In the, and so you started off on the right foot versus yeah. someone that may not um, yeah. be, be in that world. 
Exactly. Because mm. I think typically the, the normal person used it for finding a job. And so they only connected to their family and friends and then employers, right? And employees, mm. that's it. Whereas, you know, as a salesperson. So they got a shift. Yeah. Yep. And so I've always connected to business owners. I just mm. hyper connected once I was an entrepreneur and knew knowing I had to survive with something and LinkedIn was the best use of networking with decision makers, right? Decision makers. So, so let's talk about um, uh, the different paths of success for LinkedIn. Um, and you mentioned before, um, a lot of it is spam, right? Like spammy. Oh, yeah. like, like if I get a message saying, hey, I'd love to connect with you. We do A, B, and C, and D, and E. And, and they put all these bullet points in it. And they still do it to this day. They're like, it's, it's a form of... I don't know when oh, having a learning disability almost. And I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say retarded, and I said that's probably the wrong word. Don't say yeah, that yeah, but, don't say that but, word. But they, pro- it sounds like they're like have no comments, and 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 maybe just from my perspective, you know. And and I know I'm kind of mean, but that's that's how I am. I'm just blunt. Um, but um, how do we curb that? I mean, can we just tell people like stop? This is like. Uh, don't sell me in the first message because they don't they don't listen. You know what I do, Troy? You should do what I do. Okay? Probably. Yeah. OK, because I I love and hate those messages. But because it is my repertoire that I, I offer it. Right. It's yours, too. Yeah. Uh, I usually I usually give them coaching back. I always reply and I say, hey, you know. I understand you want to sell your product or service. You don't even know who I am and you don't even know if I have a need for your solution. And uh-huh. I said, if you want to learn to do it the right way on LinkedIn, let's book a meeting. So I agree and I don't agree, right? <laughs> and, and I'm probably wrong. I can admit, I, I admit all my faults if, if I'm wrong or not. But uh, I know from who it's coming from if it's going to go fall on deaf ears. Uh, you so. never know. Who cares? Who cares? So, so how much time a day can you reply to those amount of messages? <laughs> well, I actually have a team member who does it. I don't do it. Oh, okay. So you, you already have it written now and that's yeah. like, oh, the response. Boom. That yeah. is a good idea. Now, now that I have context on the application, because yeah. I used to do that all the time. I used to tell them da, 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 and, and exactly what you're, what you're saying and never hear anything back. No, okay, thanks. copy and paste it. Yeah. Good idea. Have yeah. your assistant do it, you know? Yeah. Like one of the yeah. response messages, you know? Yeah. So how many clients have you gotten out of that? From that uh, replying back to that? Yeah. Probably none. I don't know. Maybe one. I don't know. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's getting them to think because a lot of times what yeah, happens you're is. A buffer. You're buffering it and letting yeah. them know what's Yeah, that it's wrong. Is you you got to use it with respect, you know? Um, but again, they're they're diagnosing or sorry, they're prescribing before diagnosing. Yeah. So I will tell you the three areas on LinkedIn where I see revenue. And I want to tell I want to ask you um, because you probably have more. Right. Well, hold hold for that, because you got comments and we got to say hi oh to my people. Goodness, you got to say hi to people. You can't just <laughs> leave them hanging. They oh, want you to say. Can you hey, see the chat? Can yeah. you see the chat? Yes. Oh, you can. Okay, yes. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kenneth was okay. the first one. Yeah, he apologizes. It's okay, man. 
It's all right. It's a great, great meeting having you. It's all right for being a little late. Um, I don't and, know what uh, grass hole is. Is that like asshole? No, it's not. <laughs> we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Kenneth's a great guy, though. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Check, out, check him out. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. Um, Us- uh, Usama. All right. Yeah. Oh he, yeah, she know he Usama knows who you are. I know, I can tell. He checked oh, yeah. me out. She says you're a serial entrepreneur who loves to play golf, <laughs> uh, drink a glass of red wine. I knew that you drink red wine. Though. That was come on, let's do something a little harder. <laughs> I found it on the page, so yes. that's good. Yes. That's good. Yay! We have another LinkedIn li- user that has a question, right? Okay. Um, he goes, "Have you found that?" Um, Using AI with bots generate content that has been flooding LinkedIn and it has been more difficult to reach people. Oh, good question. So wow. uh, chat GPT, G, you know, version four mm-hmm. uh, has uh, recently come out and a lot of the bots are using version three or version four. Uh, what's your take on that? Is it noise? Is it helpful? Is it communication? I got my own opinions on the current version, but you are the guest and you probably know better than I do. No, I don't know better. I will tell you what I do know that LinkedIn likes. Okay. And so when, in regards to content, the more original your content, meaning true, true to your heart, your story, your story, mm-hmm. a, a chat and well, AI. Another word for your story is um, how do you, you. Pro- how do you provide your brand? Your well, not even brand. that. Your story, like if you failed, if you succeed, if you okay. helped a client, anything. Um, the algorithm for LinkedIn is all about personal stories. It's about you know it really does pump uh, up the juices when someone is talking about original stories. Okay, so AI can't generate that ever, never. No, AI generates they regurgitate yep. the conversation. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's what they, that's what they do. And it's pretty frustrating because, um, and that's why I didn't want to weigh in first. Um, so I saw some of those tools and some yep. of the tools for like LinkedIn type AI for like an external thing to reply back to. Yep. So they have external tools that you maybe your assistant can g- jump on for checking stats and you name it. Right. And so some of them have um, a chat uh, GPT connected to it. And it's great to maybe if you want an intelligent outline to make changes to it. But what they all do, and then you also have to say in the reference uh, of a certain, you know, a a certain type of person. And in order to understand who you are, it has to have a library of information. And so it's, it's hard right now. The tools aren't as good because they're not set up to know who you are and yep. how to respond like you. And the other thing that we mentioned, it just repurposes the content. And so it's just that, oh, it's like repeating the same thing that you said on the content on the reply. Yep. And it's just like 101, this is a bot to yep. me. Yep. So I see it, but, you know, and some intelligent, some of the answers are pretty intelligent, but they're not useful. Not yet, anyway. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I met with someone the other night. Uh, I went to a networking event. I was an accountant. And she said that her and her husband did a business plan on chat GPT. And she said she was impressed. She was like, mm-hmm. she goes, I think it's dangerous, Kat. 
<laughs> I think I think it's, organization and um, within a certain guidelines of uh, of what you're doing. Yeah, right. it's very good because you're not going to, um, you know, if you're creating a book about something, you want chapters to be done like, oh, I was formulating the chapters pretty well, you know, but it's yeah. not going to take the place of um, Cat or Troy. No. Yeah. No. And I yeah. think people are smart. Enough, no, let's not say everyone's smart enough to pick up on that because a lot of people are not. I'm not saying people are dumb, but just they're not used to communicating on that path. So they don't recognize it. But you know who does recognize that? Who? The buyers. Yeah. The oh, no. Buyers. The buyers, the people that are going to be your clients, they're smart enough because they've been in the game long enough to recognize if that's that's a, an authentic person or not. Right. Well, and here's the thing. I, I want to give Kenneth also this other perspective, because that was a great question that he asked, or that was the LinkedIn user. Sorry, the LinkedIn user. Um, so another perspective is, and I, I sat on a workshop from a social media person who used chat GPT to create content. So basically, I was really offended by what she did. So, and people need to know this because she was just a stay-at-home mom who does social media on the side. And she had like 50 people, 50 other stay-at-home moms on this um, workshop. And then basically what she did was she popped up her chat GPT. She put in, I generate content for one week for a business coach who specializes in blah, blah, blah. So then it generated the content, Right. Never did she say verify and validate the content. Never did she say human force thing. it. Huh? Yeah. That's a human thing, right? Right. You you have to, when you do chat GPT, you have to say specifically source and verify, you know, five pieces of content for a business coach, blah, 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 blah. Right. Because you want to make sure it's sourced and it's verified. You can't, there's a lot of crap in the World Wide Web. I'm so sorry. What does source mean? Like it's verified means, but yep. Source means if they got the content from Forbes, from uh, HubSpot, from some where did the content come from? Because it came from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You gotta source it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't just take content and say it could be wrong for real, or it could be something that worked like ten years ago. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, because um, methods on LinkedIn. Some things that worked a year ago don't work now, right. although the core is always the same. The yeah. core is provide value, be authentic, uh, network properly, uh, yeah. things of that nature. But there's the, they have certain features and stuff like that that just change depending on trends and stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so And so you were offended. Yeah, because she then she dropped all of it in Cam, uh, Canva. So she didn't took all of the content, dropped it in Canva, created her social post, and then it went live. She scheduled it. No sourcing, no changing the content. No, she taught 50 women how to do this. Wow, that's dangerous. <laughs> so you have a lot of uneducated, um, just, I don't know, it's almost copy and paste. It's just like doing research and just regurgitating the re- research without context. Yeah, without you got a, you have a good response from is it Molly, Molly, Mara, Mara? Do you see the Mara. comment? Yeah, uh, chat, chat GPT is a tool and it generates content based on what has been inputted. It does not eliminate uh, human input and allows us to um, abdicate our responsibilities to think critically. Yeah, critical thinking and check the content for um, uh, for v- validity to make sure it's valid. 
Nino taught good. But yeah. 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 yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I and this is a great topic for us because, you know, Troy, as you know, our our primary delivery is social media content. So, is Chat GPT going to replace us? Not entirely. It is in a tool. It's an assistant, mm-hmm. um, but people still need to make and feel like them. Right. Everybody has a different tone. Every everyone says d- everything differently. Um, so like when we do My partner, uh, um, um, the other Catherine says, you know, yeah. when you write, you write in Troyisms. Right. But everybody writes in their voice. Wait, you know? <laughs> but that's everybody, Troy. That's not yeah. just you. That's everybody. Yeah, and it, yeah. You know, and a great example is like when we're doing content for a, a man, you know, let's say a business coach. We never say, I love this, or I yeah. would love for you to respond, or, you know, men don't yeah. say love. Yeah, no. yeah, it's true. You know. <laughs> and hey and hi, those things are important, too. <laughs> yeah. you know, yes. You can say, hey, and this guy's like, uh, you know, a CEO of a 10,000-person company. <laughs> hey, buddy. You know. Yeah. Right, right. Tone is, tone is important, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, uh, Lisa, if you have a chance, uh, what I want you to do is drop uh, Kat's um, LinkedIn profile on there so people can follow her, and then afterwards on another one, put mine. Um, but um, I want to know more about your particular buckets right now. Okay, yep. I know some are similar. Um, um. Uh, to what I do, but I would love to hear what you're doing and what you're shining. Because one thing that really got my attention is your $99 plan. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's freaking insane. No, I would never no. do that, but yeah. you're doing it very well. So I would love to know about about those successes yeah. and uh, uh, kind of go from there. Well, and so let me preface this in that um, I'm so confident and I adore Troy that I don't, I I personally don't get people as competitors like there's enough business out there for everyone one Uh, billion people yes on linkedin 36 million small businesses in the u.s 36 million do you have all of them Troy? no i do not i don't either so and i'm okay and if i get a small piece of that pie i'm okay too you know yeah, I mean, people say, oh, there might not be enough pieces of the pie. I say, make more pies. <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so the social buzz is the $99 hashtag social buzz. We started that right just prior to the pandemic. And it was great. $99 a week, a month? Nope, 99 a month. Not 99 a month. Three so posts a week. What do they get for that? Three posts a week. They get a dedicated social media manager. They uh, get a strategic content calendar created that they approve. Then they get posts delivered every week that they approve. These are mm-hmm. tailored posts created by humans, not by bots. Uh, you know how long it takes. To, so what kind of posts? Uh, depends on the content calendar. I know what a post is. I'm not saying I don't know what a post yeah. is. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a social, I have a, a similar plans, but, but what I'm trying to say is like, uh, in my mind, I do a lot of things that wouldn't be covered on that night night. Like, for example, I do a lot of video stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, or PDFs or slides and things like that. So, yep. what's because some things are a lot more work than others. Yep, and that's correct. So, the ninety nine is basic, uh, you know, general post. So, three posts a week. If somebody wanted to do an image with text or yep. 
image they uh everything uh, that we do everybody is canva trained so if they wanted branded yeah if they wanted branded content we can do mm -hmm. branded if they wanted to be organic meaning just the picture the way it is or the video then we can do organic it's up to them it's up to the client we also recommend we tell them what we recommend you know mm -hmm. um but it very much is they have a dedicated social media manager working with them and i pay them and i train them and i give them all the tools so wow. canva by the way let's talk about tools here so yep. canva yep is a great tool um that i use as well mm -hmm. um but i had to train my um my people on it yep and because because my taste is different yep. and coming from a design background i said okay what the hell is this I'm like you know this is my first when i'm training i'm like well do you think this is nice looking? You know, it's just, and they don't know. They don't, they don't have the years of right. experience. And I said, okay, let me, so I, I have to spend three hours and I'll write a document and I'll do screen captures. And I said, yep. these are the type of templates you want to use in general. And yep. these are the formats that, that will be better. And so Canva has great templates to start from. So there's yep. nothing wrong with that because back in the day, creating a nine slide presentation uh, and getting it approved through a client would take a long time. We would charge thousands and thousands of dollars. I can get a seven slide, eight slide out uh, within 30 minutes now. Oh yeah. It's yeah. insane. You know, um, oh, of yeah. course, I'm my own client. And so does it require yeah. maybe, you know, doesn't require the back and forth. So yeah. Canva is a good tool. Yep. Um, what do you use for uh, easy editing for video? Um, so we use Canva there and then we also use NVIDIA. NVIDIA? Have mm -hmm. you NVIDIA? And yep. um, have you heard of Veed? Nope. V-E-E-D dot I-O. Check okay. them out. We use that all the time. And one of my favorites as an add-on that, believe it or not, is Instagram. You know why? Because Instagram has a ton of great music. Yep. And Instagram has the ability to do those cool little captions. Yep. And they have cool little filters. And I like the little filters that have a little bit of grain in it. Oh, but no, absolutely. Much. Yep. So I'll use Veed and I'll run and, I'll, and I can chop it up on there or whatever. And yep. you can have the ability to do a video like we're doing now yep. and record another tab at the same time. Oh, and nice. So you can be okay. sliding on the tab and recording it at the same. And then we uh, and then I move it to the vertical mode, which is the. Um, the uh, Instagram uh, reel mode. Yep. And I just move the videos on top of each other and do something really cool. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I'll check it out. I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah because uh, a lot of times uh, clients will send us their videos. We clip them and then we frame them in a Canva if they need us to frame it. Do you clip, clip them in Canva? I don't, I don't use that Canva to that extent. Okay. Yeah. So, cool. yep. So, so it's just a matter of depending on how long or how big these um, files are for the clients, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. we're running on top of the hour um, and I know we didn't get through everything. So um, what I uh, what I recommend uh, is people reach out to Kat or me if you want to want to want to talk to me. But but Kat is much better looking than I am. And she seems on it. <laughs> <laughs> the woman brain we talked about is much different than the, the male brain. We, we were saying that um, in general, women, and I had this conversation with my partner, and it, she laughed, but it's true. Like, women can have a thousand boxes open, yep. you know, and it's the chaos. 
And, yeah. and men will have one box and we'll examine it in detail and then put it and put the lid back on. And so, so I think women and men actually work good together because of the yin and yang, you know, mm-hmm. um, of uh, um, uh, left brain, right brain versus um, um, very detailed processes and milling mel- that in. Um, yeah. And I also know, Lisa, if you can uh, provide uh, cats, uh, um, it, was it a booking link for your CTA? Yeah, yeah, there is a uh, booking link, um, the Calendly forward slash advertise. Awesome. And uh, then after you send that, send mine. And uh, we we do appreciate everything. I'm sorry I talk so much. Oh, no, you're fine. I think the thing I want to probably close with or let people understand that, you know, because we do social media marketing and then we do lead generation. And uh, what Troy and I do is very similar. Um, We're two different companies, but it's very similar. And the thing I think I want to really, really say and everybody to really take away with is, you know, branding and marketing is completely different than lead generation. Every Mm -hmm. company, every business should be doing lead generation. Every company, every business from day one to the day you go and close the doors every day, all the time. Yep. And and I think that's what Troy and I provide is that we help businesses go and find clients and we help them. If you're afraid to do it yourself, if you don't want to hear the no, if you are intimidated by the product LinkedIn, because it's massive and it's huge, then that's when you hire someone to do it for you. Because at the end of the day, you have to do it every single day, every single day. You cannot skip a beat. And the day that you take your foot off the pedal, and I know this because I was a sales director for over 27 years, the day you stop prospecting is the day you're going to see your sales slump. And then you can identify it. Three months down the road, four months, six months, you can look back and you can say, oh, yeah, I took a break. I thought I was ahead of the game. Nah, you can't do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, thank you, um, Catherine. I, I think you are absolutely right. And I, I will end in uh, never stop learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to meet new people and figure out new ways of doing so. I learned some stuff today, you know, yeah. so I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very humbled with it. And I joke around a lot, but um, I'm very serious about business and building relationships. Um, Absolutely. So thank you, everyone, for joining. I'll go ahead and drop off. Have an awesome rest of the week. And then uh, hopefully I'll see you on the next Troy show. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money. 
and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.